Autobots Transform. Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is our Transformers Energon Halfway Through Thoughts. This episode, it's our episode. And the last time on Transformers Energon, everybody went to a dimensional rift without any knowledge of what lay on the other side. And in this episode, it's, you know, the dear listener, it's the, this is the routine. It's going to be least favorites, Autobots, Decepticons, humans, and episodes uh let's start it off with decepticons paul who is your least favorite decepticon i went with tidal wave because oh. he's still a giant idiot that can only say his own name except for the time ex- except for that one time where he had that really deep line with scorpinoc where he's like oh, see, you can figure great, that yeah. out i might start to trust you like that was an awesome line but written for the wrong character and it, it doesn't seem like mirage is any different like he, he's still just Black thing. Like, That's a huge strike against him that he's like same voice, same personality. And then I, I even mentioned it in the episode when it was like everybody just calls him t- uh, Tidal Wave when he didn't look like Tidal Wave. Yes. It just, they fumbled that. <laughs> I, I still say they just should have called him Scourge. It would have been perfect if you think about it. I mean, he's a Decepticon made out of a dead Decepticon, right? Like He's loyal to Megatron. He's kind of dumb. He's big and powerful yeah would have been perfect i like i well i guess you know what tidal wave is going to come up later in the show wink uh my least favorite decepticon was uh, megatron honestly oh really wow Um, I didn't overly dislike any of the Decepticons. They were all kind of okay with me. Uh, some dumber than others, but I didn't have a big problem with any of them. But Megatron sat there a lot, and he had a couple battles that just were like, they fizzled out. I, I just, I, you know what? It was kind of typical David K. Megatron, and I just, I don't know. I was just left wanting more. Well, yeah, especially like uh, Beast Machines, David K. Megatron, where he literally just hung in there, like for... The whole show, he was just in that one room, right? That's all he ever really did. Yeah, but he, he like his voice, he camped it up in those. It, like, he camped it up in Beast Wars. He was oh, like, yeah. yeah, like that Megatron was amazing. In, in hindsight, I probably complained about it a lot in this show, but in hindsight, yeah. with what I've had to go through <laughs> since, it was amazing. It's art. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this Megatron, yeah, he just left me wanting more. Plus, he looks so much like Galvatron, and yeah, when he, he died in Armada, Galvatron. he was Galvatron. Why can't we just? Call him Galvatron, right? 100% agreed. He should have been Galvatron. Maybe he will be through the rift. Um, Okay, on to Autobots. Paul, who is your least favorite Autobot? I always feel so guilty saying this, and by prefacing with that, you know exactly where I'm going. It's Optimus, because he's an absolute idiot. Like, our goal is to defeat Megatron. Okay, great, let's go defeat Megatron. I need to face Megatron alone, but you said it was our goal. I know what I said, this is my war. You're a fucking idiot. I know, right? Oh shit, I'm dead. Hey, we fixed you up this is my war like he learns nothing my favorite was like when he would be like our goal is to defeat megatron okay the plan is we'll defeat megatron yes great plan optimus (laughs) his plans were dumb and he by the end he just he really served two purposes i think uh one was that occasional barrage of lasers he did that a few times yeah when he would go into voltron mode and the second notice was that. that they bend after they shoot out of them <laughs> they come out then they bend and go a different direction like it's not really how a laser works it was again like if they had leaned into that camp a little more but uh the other reason was literally just to burn time going into voltron mode so he could eat up a minute minute and a half y- yeah he does that in every episode and like sometimes he doesn't even do anything after he connects all the limb pieces he's like he forms it and that's it it was uh eh, you know i it just it was i kind of came to expect it 
by the end of this uh, series. I'm rambling. Let's talk about more things we didn't care for, Paul. Who was your least favorite human and why was it Dr. Kicker's dad? Oh, I went with Dr. Jones because child abuse and being an absolute creep to Alexis. Like, yes, she's an adult now, but doesn't excuse that kind of behavior. Like, let's start with that. But the fact that she, that he's a much older married man talking about, oh, I remember you when you were a teenager. Like, I think I even said it in the episode, like, even though she's fully clothed, she looks like she's trying to cover herself up. She's just that uncomfortable and disgusted. Oh, yeah. He's come, he comes off with like real big, you filled out nicely energy. And it's just, and okay, let's just dad the crap onto him. He is a narcissist. Like he, he insists that he did things that Kicker did, the whole Energon transfer thing. He thought that, he insisted that was his idea. He is a legitimate psychopath in that he laughs when he should be, like he doesn't know how to regulate emotion. He is arguable, and with the power he has to build spaceships and Energon Yeah, bridge, like all the things that he solved this and solved that, done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he might be the most dangerous human in the world. He should, oh, he should be the villain for the second season or second half or whatever it is. Uh, That'd be good. Like the, the, I can't even think of his name. The doctor in, uh, in animated. <laughs> oh, uh, Sumdak, Sumdak. Yeah, Sumdak, yeah. He's kind of the unwitting villain of the series. Yeah, it, it's very much kind of the same, but I don't think they intended it with this one, where anime, an, anime animated was, they knew what they were doing. And, and plus, he's a scientist. Like, why wouldn't he study why and how his son has this ability and, like, try and build a machine that can do it rather than use his son as, like, an Energon detector? Like, eh, Okay, yeah, I have a note. Yeah. I have a note after the least favorite and favorites that just says, talk about Kicker's hair. We're, we're going to get to that. <laughs> so, uh, But before we get to that, what was your least favorite episode? I went with The Return of Demolisher because it's... A goddamn mess. Like the dialogue is just all over the place. Like that's the one where they said the the galaxy on the edge of the solar system. Like if they turned that around and said it's a star system on the edge of the galaxy, that makes perfect sense. And then there's the end of it. Oh, if we blow up the energon on this planet, it'll destroy the universe. Like man, stars go supernova. It doesn't happen all the time, but that doesn't blow up the universe. But that's a pretty significant event. Yeah. Okay. When it came to like nonsensical dialogue i there were kind of two categories for me one was the category where somebody changes their position like three times in a sentence but then the other was that category of like the the, you know the galaxy or the universe the edge of the galaxy where it's it's like you're just what you're saying is a bad translation and it did have a lot of that it it kind of at least gave me a chuckle though yeah there's that because remember you even said in, in the episode is like you would think the voice actor would look at this and say uh can we just maybe flip these two lines around? Like, <laughs> no, keep recording. <laughs> My least favorite episode was nonsensical in the other way. It was, it was honestly like the last few episodes we watched, but I, I narrowed it down to open fire because it was just littered with that thing where characters would change their motive mid sentence. Alpha Q did it nonstop. Oh, it's too late. Oh, now it's just time. Oh, we missed it. Oh, it was impossible. <laughs> and, and then his, like his planet was this like dilapidated factory desert with tons of uh, terracons. And then yep. in another shot, it was a green field and blue sky. And then Grass at one point it was unicorn. in the wind. Yeah. When that so happened cool. and those two kind of bad translation issues that, those categories I mentioned, I think were the driving force in why I I am still having a hard time getting into this series. Yeah, and we're halfway through. And isn't it the thing with like a book, if, if you're not in, but after the first hundred pages, just 
Don't bother. Yeah, but those people didn't have a podcast. <laughs> All right, let's let's get into some positive stuff here, Paul. This is the fucking Transformers, and we love it. Who was your favorite Decepticon? Well, I didn't like the episode, but I absolutely do like Demolisher, at least up until now. Like, even though they, because they kind of turned him into like this kookamonga banging his fists on his chest idiot, but <laughs> he's the only one that had even a semblance of a story or any kind of internal conflict. Like, it, it, and I've just given up hope that Starscream is ever going to meet Alexis again because that I would immediately change my vote right there. But because I think it was Starscream last time, but this time he's he's kind of a cardboard cutout. Yeah, you know, quickly with the Starscream thing, I think because Megatron like wiped his mind and you know you're my slave again, that kind of thing. He, he I just realized that Megatron is really easy to slip into Sean Connery, but um, <laughs> I, I don't think the Starscream Alexis thing will ever happen. Uh, but yeah, Demolisher, I dig, especially at the beginning when he was the one who was very much caught in the middle. Yeah, because like on the one hand, he's working for the Autobots, but he never takes off his Decepticon logo. He, he even Flato tells him, I'm not an Autobot. I don't take orders from Autobots, even though he's taking orders from Autobots guarding the door. Yeah, but, standing guard over their base. It, yeah, and just uh, the internal conflict in, in when Megatron actually confronts him. It was just awesome. Yeah, yeah, it, it was good. I wish it could have gone somewhere, but then he got, you know, caught in that thing that happens in this show where, oh, you have a new form and you're different now. And yeah, he beats his chest and turns into a dump truck. <laughs> he has the space dump truck. Space dump truck! <laughs> okay, who was your favorite Autobot? I went with Inferno because he absolutely does not annoy me. Some of them get on my nerves <laughs> a little bit, some more than others. But for the most part, they're all all right, I guess. Optimus is kind of me, eh, whatever. But, but I went with Inferno. He's been shown to be as sneaky-beaky, if you call it that, as the Autobots ever get in Energon. And I always kind of like that character. And the, the, he was the one fixing the beat on Shockwave out of absolutely nowhere that time until Shockwave just moved at the last second. And and uh, at least when he... um. When he links with Hotshot, it always seems like Inferno's like the front end of the horse. He's Willie the Jackass, you know what I mean? He's usually the top <laughs> half. Yeah, I, like Rodimus and Inferno, I think are always always seem to be the top half. Hotshot always seems to be a bottom half. Um, yeah, this show starts to make more sense. The okay, uh, do you notice on the wiki they call that pants mode? <laughs> I did not, but I love it now. I write that one down. Um, so my. F- favorite Autobot, and this, I thought long and hard about this, because they're all kind of meh. Like, yeah. none of them really jumped out to me. And I think, in the end, I, I went with Ironhide. Kicker! He's, which surprised <laughs> I, I me. I can't do that. Actually. Kicker, what are you doing here? Yeah. That was part of it. it like, he, he's an idiot, but he's an eager idiot, and I kind of like that at times. He has and, that and, eagerness that Hotshot had in Armada. Which I think is exactly the point, because Hotshot is idle, right? Yeah, and Hotshot is greatly lacking it in Energon. Oh, but, yeah. Um, they totally dialed him down. Yeah, the Californian laugh, or voice, uh, it made me laugh. And uh, he at least, like, he did a lot of dumb things. He's insubordinate as hell, but he at least drove kind of the action at times. Like, he would run into somewhere stupid and do something dumb. Um, so yeah, I gave it to Ironhide. Yeah, but he's he, he's definitely a back on the horse kind of guy. No matter all the setbacks he faces, he's right back in there, willing to give it another try. Like he never gets discouraged. Absolutely. He yeah, he is. He's an eager idiot. I, that's I think the best way to describe him. <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I I went with another eager idiot. I think I'd say for a human. But who is your favorite human, Paul? You're not gonna fucking believe this, man. I went with 
rad. I did too! Oh, okay. Like I said with Hotshot, except I really liked Hotshot and Armada, they really dialed rad down and he's not nearly as annoying. Like I when I wrote this out in my notes, I I was I had a couple names, I wrote them down. I had Carlos in the list for what's what it's worth, but and I came down to Rad and I I said out loud, Am I going with Rad? But This series has just enough rad. That, that's the, the next line I got here. It has just the right amount of rad. You said that in an episode. The, he shows up, he says what he's going to do, and he's out of there. That's in and out. Yeah, and, and, and when he shows up, he serves a legitimate purpose. He does something, he turns on a thing, he twists a knob, and then, duh, and he's gone. <laughs> Plus, he fixed up Wingding in that episode. He must be yeah, somewhat yeah, competent. Yeah, right? <laughs> Wingding died. Yeah, so so Rad, hey, who'd have thunk it? Rad became our favorite human on the first half of Energon. Wow. I'm eh, I'm stunned. Um, okay, favorite episode, Paul. What was your favorite episode of these last 26? I kind of cheated a bit here because I went with Megatron Resurrected and Megatron Raid because it's kind of a two-parter, if, if you think about it. Yeah. But just that scene with... Tidal Wave and Cyclonus arguing in front of Megatron's body, and Cyclonus is like, oh, I like him better this way, when it, instead of when he was picking on us and kicks it. And then you just hear David Kay's first line of the thing where he's just like, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, that is a good first line to introduce David Kay. And, and then just later where he just, Megatron beats the living daylights out of Scorponok to the point that even Cyclonus is like, I think he's had enough for one day, boss. Like, you're pissed off. We get it. We understand. Like, leave him alone. Yeah, yeah. And and he, it kind of was a setup for that battle to head towards the end. I think it might have been, was it an open fire or the rift, the last episode? But um, where, like, Megatron, like, ripped his arm off, cut his tail. Yeah. Like, yeah. But, but yeah, that was, that was pretty good. And it was there was that great moment when Megatron came back where they sh- just had like traditional animation of his face for a bit, like when the all the glow came out yeah. from the rocks. That I love that. And that was the first episode with um, Starscream, and we see that he has no memories of his past life, and like, why are you calling me that kind of thing? Every time they call him Starscream, and he has no memories of Alexis. That's kind of sad. But then in Megatron Raid, though, like the the scene where. Megatron lands beside Demolisher and tells him, all right, open the door if you're a Decepticon. And Demolisher hesitates. And Megatron's like, well, if you're not a Decepticon, if you're not with me, you're against me. You're an Autobot. That means I'm your enemy. Let me have it. And Demolisher can't do it, right? And even though, like, just the internal monologue, if that's the right term for it, like, he's so torn between the Autobots and returning to Megatron. And then finally snaps and opens the door for Megatron and then retreats with the Decepticons. And Ironhide's just pleading for him to stay. Like, I really like that that whole scene. It was a great scene. It also highlighted just what David K really brings to Megatron. And when when they let David K David K it up, he he gaslights other Decepticons so well. He did it oh, in Armada, yeah. and that was like at that point in the series, I was psyched, thinking like this is this could be amazing. And it, it you know it did what it did. But but yeah, David K manipulating Demolisher openly and, and Demolisher knowing he was being manipulated and he still went for it was mwah, chef's kiss. Perfect. <laughs> uh, my favorite episode, I was going to joke and say it was Cybertron City because I still had hope. But actually, I think it, it's Megatron's sword. Um, and that was, um, the, there was, it was just the one where there was Tidal Wave finally turned and he opened fire on the Decepticon or on the Autobots, laid waste to a bunch of them. And, uh, 
it was just it was kind of a point in the episode in the series where I thought there was going to be some serious, you know, action and and um, consequence because of it. But I mean, it, it, it didn't happen that way. I also and going back to Tidal Wave, how uh, he was my favorite. Um, oh, wait, did I ever say that? No, I think we completely skipped over that. <laughs> oh, OK. Well, fuck. Um, my, well, my favorite Decepticon was Tidal Wave. Uh, wow. Great setup there, early John. Anyway, um, and it was I really just liked how big and dumb he was. He made me laugh. He said, like, his space is really big. And he had some good yes. dumb lines. Um, I love that Scorponok line. And I, I love that moment in Megatron's sword when he just slowly advanced on the Autobots with this barrage of laser yeah, fire. Killed the, some of them. They were falling the down left and right. tidal wave kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was, which was a thing he did a couple times until he became Mirage. Um, and then I kind of... Just out of solidarity with you, Paul, as soon as he became Mirage, he is officially no longer my favorite. <laughs> Plus, you said before in another series that um, you kind of like the Zealot character. Like, Tidal I Wave is unquestionably the most loyal Decepticon, I, I would say. Yeah. You honestly could have called him Cyclonus in this series if you didn't already have a Cyclonus, and I would have bought it. The personality, anyway, not so much the appearance. Yeah, oh, totally. Oh, yeah. He, the Cyclonus is smarter than Tidal Wave. He's, it's like if Frankenstein was Cyclonus, you have Tidal Wave. Um, okay. So that's there's our favorite and our least favorite. Uh, let's take just a minute here to talk about Kicker's fucking hair. <laughs> what? I mean, what do you think? Does he... Like feel something inside when that happens and, and it just lights up at the same time? Or does it does he need to see his hair light up to know that that's what's going on? Like if if he shaved his head, would he lose the ability? <laughs> the, like the hair is just a side effect of the actual sense that he's he's using. It would have to be because he's he's gone, what? When he's wearing a, a like a helmet. So yeah, yeah, it's it is it's really dumb. It's also, you know, it lights up whenever the plot needs it to. It, there's no rule for it. He's detected other Transformers and Decepticons. It, it's detects Energon or, or there's danger coming at another city somewhere on earth exactly because at one point he's in jungle city i think and the hairdo alarm goes off and he tells misha that there's an attack happening at ocean city like well that's not exactly next door right like the, the thing with it is it could have been really neat if they had have exploited it because it's as much of a power as it is it's a weakness in that it makes him a target and they've done they've talked about it like where alpha q was like oh the boy can sense energon but then nothing came of it so yeah exactly optimus was even worried oh if megatron finds out he can sense energon even though he has terracons that can do that already then that that's why i need to take you off the team and in the very next episode i think kicker's out on another mission like, yeah yeah it, it, in fact it I think the only person in this show that in the end actually effectively put Kicker on a stick to detect Energon was his own father. <laughs> yeah, that guy That guy needs to be in prison. He really, really, really does. Uh, okay, uh, dear listener, uh, that was a lot of fun. Here's a little bit of uh, bad news. Aww. Um, Paul and I are going to take a month off. I mean, we'll come back with episode 27, which is Team Optimus Prime. Uh, but the reason Paul and I are going to uh, take a break is uh, because Paul is coming out west to visit John! <laughs> Flying to the other side of the country. Yeah, so uh, we're we're gonna record stuff together. There'll there'll be some episodes that come out of that, but but we're gonna uh, have fun hanging out. Uh, Paul's gonna be over here. Um, all our JTF friends uh, who are training their attack Rottweilers. There's about four or five of them are hanging out at Paul's place. Nobody getting any ideas, uh, <laughs> but. 
I, I, in order, because I felt guilty that like, oh, it's going to be a month. We'll put up Cybertron Saturday episodes, but it's like, oh, yeah. it's like, I want to do something extra. So, Paul, I've got a game for you. Okay. So, uh, here's the game, Paul. I have the uh, direct Japanese translation of uh, four episodes of Transformers Energon. And I'll tell you that the the English, direct English, or literal English translation of that Japanese title, and then I'll give you three English title options, and you have to match it up. Okay. The first Japanese title is Proof of Megatron. Is Proof of Megatron A, Megatron Resurrected, B, Megatron Sword, or C, A Tale of Two Heroes? Uh, it'd be one of the first two. Uh, Megatron's sword came first. Uh, I'd say Megatron's sword. That is correct. It is Megatron's sword. Okay. Uh, Japanese title number two. Megazarak's trap is <laughs> Megazarak's trap. Scorponok, or sorry, A. Scorponok. B. Energon Tower. Or C. Kicker beware. Uh, it has the exclamation point. If it's trapped, then uh, kicker beware. Oh, oh no, it was a uh, Scorponok. Uh, Scorponok's name in Japan, I guess, is Megazarak. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. Okay, well, now I know. And knowing is half the battle, or the more you know, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, ep- uh, episode. Uh, question number three Crisis in Jungle City. Is Crisis in Jungle City go for Unicron? A, go for Unicron. B, Starscream the Mysterious Mercenary, or C, Crisis in Jungle City. I wonder if it is that obvious. Uh, I'm going to go with Crisis in Jungle City. That is correct. It was. I figured there's got to be one good ringer in there. There were there were actually quite a few that are really, really easy. I had to look around to get some good ones. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're uh, two for three. Here is the fourth question. Uh, the Japanese title is Terror Unicron Activates. Is that... A, target Unicron, B, battle stations, or C, ripped up space. Terror Unicron activates. Well, ripped up space is the one where I think he really comes the most to life, so I'm going to go with ripped up space. Oh, I'm sorry. It was battle stations. That was that was legitimately a tough one. Two out of four, 50%. Hey, that ain't bad. Uh, so there you go, dear listener. If you want to get 50% of your time worth spent or something, uh, <laughs> you can uh, something email us. I don't know. What the hell am I talking about? It's a mess. Transformers at nitpickers.gmail.com. Sit down slash start first. Yeah, make sure you rate and review us in your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with, whatever you listen to 50 Cent with, and tell your friends, tell everybody you know. You can tell them that they can find old episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com. Until the next episode, keep on transforming. See you later. Oh shit, I'm dead.